This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2019. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Alan Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched (gasps) season seven, (laughs) episode 25, (laughs) One Flew Out of the Cuckoo's Nest, part one, (laughs) which aired May 9th, 1992, and was watched by (gasps) 27.2 million people. Say it's not so! We have... It's over! We have reached the penultimate episode. It's second to over! It's almost over! I know. The madness is about to stop! I know. The voices! I know. In your heads! I think about it, guys. After the next episode, because this is a two-part episode, after the next episode... I mean, you'll hear me whisper again, but not in the same context that I whisper here. Like, I don't, like, it's going to be different. Do you know how many times you've said the words, this is a podcast where you watch an episode of the girls, of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it? You say that. Now ask the question, how many times have I said it correctly? (laughs) (laughs) Of the Golden Girls. Because literally every episode is me saying it in the most obnoxious, ridiculous way and Carrie being a 100% professional. Mm -hmm. But I I enjoy it. I I feel like I'd like to hear a supercut sometime. It's like yin and yang. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know... I'm Regis and you're Kathy Lee and you're mm-hmm. like trying to keep the show going and everyone's like, but Regis is crazy. I'm Abbott. You're Costello. Are you calling me fat? No, I'm calling you Costello because oh, Abbott. anyone? No, but Abbott, but Abbott was the kind of the straight man and Costello was. Are you calling Luke me Costello straight? Was, no, I'm calling myself straight. Luke Costello was like the unpredictable wild card. But was he the fat one? Yeah. See, you're calling me fat. No, I'm not. It's fine. Let's get to the podcast. (laughs) Do you know that? So this episode, I was looking up some trivia. This episode won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Technical Direction slash Electronic Camera Work slash Video Control for a Series. I did not know that that was an Emmy category. They have categories for a lot of things. No, this, this, you know, the only two, I mean, I've said this a lot, but the only two actresses that were nominated in the last season were Betty White and Estelle Getty. Mm Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah. I mean, Dorothy, 
Dorothy had clocked out. I mean, she was she was getting on. For the some bus. reason, I thought I heard Dorothy had clock, and I was ready for Dorothy had chlamydia. I don't know why. Wow. And then my mind was like, oh well, maybe that's why she wasn't giving as strong as a performance. But then that's also unfair. I don't think chlamydia would affect her performance because she's a professional. She's like you. Yeah. Whereas chlamydia, are you saying I have chlamydia? Yes. See how I turn that around on you? Yes. Chlamydia would affect my performance because I would tell everyone, guys, I have chlamydia. I can't work today. When in reality, I could. Of course. Because there's ointments and creams of and course, pills for and that. things. Uh, well, we just did a really fun <clears throat> Facebook Live. We did. Where we talked to people. If you guys weren't part of it, but you want to watch it, uh, you can go to facebook.com slash golden girls pod. A little recap. We, we, we just asked questions and we talked about the future of Out on the Lanai. We're not going anywhere, but the podcast, since we are done recapping the episodes, mm-hmm. that has to come to an end. Mm-hmm. But it is not the end of Out on the Lanai. There nope. will be sporadic episodes when Golden Girls pertinent news pops up. Yeah. In addition to live shows and things, the creature that was created from the podcast, Sadie Pines, mm-hmm. that will continue on in Out on the Lanai related yeah. fashions. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Pines. so there's all kinds of crazy, and we'll still continue. Guys, you want to stay subscribed to, to us on Facebook and on Twitter yeah. and on our Instagrams and things because we're still going to be posting about Golden Girls things. Absolutely. We're still going to be talking with you, engaging with you. We're still going to be obsessing over all the new Golden Girls news that comes out. I know. It's 2019. The show ended in 1995. It's still relevant now. It'll still be yeah. relevant a year from now, five years from now. So we got to keep talking about it. And we run in very golden circles. So you never know when a random special episode with like Elliot in Alaska will drop or yeah. a special guest from someone who worked on the Golden Girls. You mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen. Plus, I feel like we've slowly been weaning you guys off of re- we're releasing episodes every yeah. week and every other week. And now we've been doing like every other month well, or so Well, because we've intentionally so. not wanted to get to this day. I know. I know. It's like putting off a dentist appointment. We've had like a toothache for a while and mm. we've just been putting it off and putting it off. Yeah. And now we have an abscess and it's caused a, it's poisoned that's, our blood. And now we have sepsis. Oh, wow. Maybe that's what I have. Because I've been putting off going to the dentist for a while. Just, I needed an excuse and you've given me one now. Yeah. You don't want sepsis you don't want you don't want to um what are the symptoms well if you have a really 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 bad toothache it could be an infection i don't have oh you've just been putting off going to the dentist yes then why did you ask me what the symptoms were because you know you're afraid sure yeah you have a really really bad toothache you want to go to the dentist nothing hurts except for your heart yes mine does too i'm very sad we just ordered chipotle that's gonna be great (laughs) We should order a cheesecake, but neither of us really like cheesecake. But did you know at Outback they no, have a special? No, what do you mean? Neither one of us. I adore cheesecake. Oh, I'm not a huge fan. But if you go to Outback, they have a special where you can get a starter salad, a meal, and a cheesecake for fourteen ninety nine. That seems like a pretty good deal. I mean, depending on what you get, I get the chicken on the Barbie, and it's fourteen ninety nine. Let's catch people up with um. You know, it's been like a month and a half since we've talked to everybody. Should we tell everybody what's been going on in our personal lives before we jump into the episode to continue sure. um, pushing off the end of this podcast for a few more minutes? Sure. Yeah, nothing much has changed with me, but yeah, please go ahead. No. What? Think ha- fun what has things changed? are happening. What has changed with me? Guys, I saw this documentary the other night. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had a first screening. Called I, Latter Day Jew. I forget everything I do. And it was fantastic, <laughs> and I cried like three times. Did you cry? I did cry. I love that my mother got an applause break. Yeah, your mother got an applause break. My mom break. really is the star of the movie. Like, even though the film. Kathy, really, Kathy, you're the star. The documentary is about me and my journey from 
from Mormonism to Judaism and the bar mitzvah and going to Israel and all the shits, my mother is truly the star, both in terms of the heart and the humor. Mm-hmm. I think she's funnier than me. She's great. She got, yeah, she's, yeah. I, n- I now know where you get your funny from. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's it's a it's a good it's a good film. So it will be. I mean, if you're listening to this currently, it will be in festivals soon. And hopefully, if you're listening to this in a year from now, you can just stream it on whatever that platform that it's streaming on. So uh, go to latterdayjew.com. That and then I've been doing Sadie. That's about it. Sadie Pines. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun things happening with Sadie Pines. That's all I can say. She looks great. Mm-hmm. There are shows. There are things. There are wonderful things. Follow her. Love her. Yep. Sadie Pines, who is an extension of Out on the Lanai. It's true. She really was birthed from Out on the Lanai. She's yeah. a Golden Girls-related name. The name came from Jeremy, um, Alaska's music partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alaska and Jeremy named her, basically. And, uh, yeah, she's kind of a... Uh, I mean, she's not full Golden Girls, but, like, she's constantly inspired and living up to the Golden Girl standards of living goldenly. Yep. Not in a P way, but in like a love way. Yeah. And yeah, she's great. You should follow her because things are happening with her. She stays golden always. In the clean way. Yeah. (laughs) Chlamydia. (laughs) What about you? Guys, I am getting married in a week and a half to Stan. Okay, can we talk about how... Both of our love journeys on this podcast. So we went from being alone and sad. We were sad. so alone when we met. We were alone and sad, we and were you so were pining alone. after one guy. I remember you were really upset about one dude when we start, or shortly after we started the yes. podcast. And then when you met Stan on the show you were working on, because mm-hmm. he works on that show, mm-hmm. he, uh, you were like, I don't know. I don't know if I should. And I was just like, sit on the D. What is your problem? Sit on the motherfucking D. And you were like, I don't know. I mean, we work together and it's just such a, mm, I don't know. I think we could even go back to an I'm episode. I'm sure we could. There's, sure there's a moment on the episode, probably second season, I think. where or, Yeah, or the end of the first season. Maybe, maybe. somewhere there where I yeah. think I probably am persuading you to probably. just like. Touch the D. And yeah. you're getting married to the D. I'm getting married to, yeah, I'm marrying Stan. Um, I'm going to wear a toilet paper roll dress and get into a limo. And I love that. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we're getting, we're going to the um, Santa Barbara County Courthouse. You don't want the fans to stalk you. Don't say that. You don't know when I'm going. See, that was a flashback to season one when you kept telling me not to mention where I live because people might stalk (laughs) me. And I was like, Carrie, you completely have overestimated my importance to people. Same. Um, And no one has stalked me. But I have actually, I take that back. There have been some crazy people that who listen to the podcast who I have ran into. Not you're wonderful if you're listening now, but you know, boundaries. Um, the walking down the street here, mm-hmm. I've told you some of these encounters on the subway, et cetera, where, uh, some people get, they just, they want to touch. Oh, interesting. And not just in like, I want to hug you, but in like a, I want to touch your backside and then slowly touch other parts of your body and it gets a little uncomfortable so you guys are fine i'm thank you for listening just you know just respect my consenting boundaries (laughs) i think it's okay to ask somebody even to give a hug oh i think i hug everybody i'm a big hugger if you see me if you see me and you love and you love the golden girls Mm -hmm. please give a bitch a hug just like don't try to touch my butt should we dive into the series that feels like a pretty good (laughs) yeah because dorothy's butt is touched 
I mean, we didn't see it, but we assume it was. Yeah. Because she's getting married to this man. She's getting married. I adore Leslie Nielsen. Here's what I'm going to say about this episode and about Leslie Nielsen. The storyline is the idea that Dorothy falls in love so quickly in this episode. Like it would normally be very jarring for me, but I think because Leslie Nielsen was such a charming man, whose eyes, I feel like when he looks into Dorothy's Mm -hmm. eyes, I feel like he's looking into my soul. He's a really, and I love him. He's kind of a Tom Hanks in that he has there. Tom Hanks driving by right now. Yeah. On his motorcycle. Um, He's a Tom Hanks in that no matter what role he's playing, because he he was a serious actor for a long period mm-hmm. before Airplane um, and the Naked Gun movies and stuff. Uh, but he has this ability to come off as so authentic, mm-hmm. even in the most absurd or serious things he's doing. And I think that's the mark of a, not so much a great actor, I don't think, but like a true personality who yeah. can turn that charm into his performance. And he does that in this yeah, really well. That casting was so on point. So on point. So on point. Yeah. I wonder, um, I heard, I, I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I heard rumors somewhere that they did not get along. Really? But I maybe could So we're be talking like that. a Jennifer Grey, Patrick Swayze, um, dirty dancing situation. I didn't know that either, but yeah. her nose job is amazing. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Jennifer Grey was beautiful before. I think Jennifer Grey is beautiful now. I do think that she looks very different, and I think she recognizes that she looks very different. Like, I think, I think she it looks was better. actually hard for I her she looks to, better. to deal with that for a while. She's evolved. She, it's like Renee Zellweger. She's evolved. Let her live. Let her evolve. Yeah. Embrace it. I want all the plastic surgery. Poke it, tuck it, pinch it, love it. I love that. You should have a yeah. bumper sticker that says that. I will. I'll turn it Poke into a song. It, touch it. Pinch it, love pinch it. Pinch it, love it. Yeah. That's great. Poke yeah. it, tuck it, pinch it, love it. I think that's a Sadie Pines. Can you hear um, the back techno beat to it? Poke it, touch it, love it, love it. Is that what techno sounds like to you? I think so. I don't hear music. I don't really like music. Okay. Wow. You just did a full <laughs> 180. Um, Blanche's pink and purple nightie at the beginning of this episode. Like she's wearing this like pink satin nightgown with this sheer kind of white like robe over it. I, you know me, I love it whenever Blanche flows like a Civil War era ghost into a room. (laughs) I wonder if Rue McClanahan came into the wardrobe meeting for this last episode and was like, y'all, I need. Rue McClanahan is not Southern. She would talk like in her character because she's method. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do go on. Duh. Do go on. Y'all, I need to pull out all the stops in this episode. I want everything flowing. I want it tight, though. When it needs to be tight, I want it tight. When it needs to flow, I want it to flow. I want to walk through the room and have people see me like I'm a bird. (laughs) I like to think that Rue McClanahan was already starting to like pack the wardrobe up and like bring it home. It's because, in her contract. She doesn't have to pack anything. Well, no, up. I know, but probably she probably has to wait until the show is technically over because later in a scene, she's straight up wearing jeans, and I'm yeah. like, whoa, Blanche like rarely think, wears jeans, no. and I feel like it's because she'd taken all the other clothes home. <laughs> That's funny. I I I actually think because in the early '90s, because this was '92, and. In the early 90s. 95. What? This was 1995. What was? 
Oh my gosh, this show ended in 1992, not 1995. Yeah, where are you? I don't even know. 1995 was when Friends came on the air. Oh my gosh, you're right. Oh, 94 was when Friends 94. came on. 94. Gosh. Um, oh, I said 1995 earlier. Please, nobody tweet at me and tell me. I wasn't even paying attention. Oh, I'm um, supposed to be the one with the facts. I'm yeah. drinking. Go ahead. We are drinking. Um, no, I, 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 do, I do think that in the early 90s, there was this thing of like, you know, you had step by step, you had family, they step all were wearing. Wearing these like denim, like jeans, like casual wear, like no mm-hmm. one was really dressing up anymore. And the Golden Girls, they constantly were essentially done up mm-hmm. in every episode, even though it was casual clothes. They they looked like they were going to like a Sunday dinner or right. something. So Blanche wearing jeans is sort of a part of that early '90s sort of like let's normalize everyone. Yeah, put them in jeans. Stop yeah. putting them in skirts. Oh my gosh, I can see Suzanne Summers in so many gorgeously yeah. tight high waisted jeans. jeans. Yep. with like a pair of like yellow suede flats and, and I that do crimped think that was hair. A thing of the early '90s, mm. you had Blossom. You had all these shows that like. It was like casual wear. Adults weren't needing to dress up. Huxtables didn't need to wear sweaters and khakis anymore. Yeah. Like, you didn't need any of that. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. So um, so Blanche has a conundrum. Um, what big, is she going to do? Big daddy's baby brother Lucas is in town, and she's he supposed is, to hang out with him, but she has a date. He is too young to be big daddy's own brother. Yeah, I was thinking that. It I is was a, like, the age is a, seen. it doesn't make sense because they're not far off in age. I mean, they are, I think, literally in real life, but like, for, look, by, based on appearances, they did not, they look like siblings. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look much older than them. Um, but she's she's you know, she's trying to figure out what to do and she's talking to Rose and Sophia and she's like they're like, you know, your you know, your uncle's in town, like, you know, you can kinda go on a date yeah. anytime and she's like, You know what, you're right. Family you can see anytime, but a one night stand only happens one night. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and it's so great. So she needs to dump her uncle Lucas onto someone. Do you think that the setup for this storyline is a little bit forced. If I've always thought that the first episode of the two-part ending episode, the the way they got to Dorothy and Lucas actually getting engaged, the for real, for real, the second time, everything before that I always was like, this just feels like a really forced, rushed storyline to try to get to the actual engagement so that the story can move and Dorothy has to move out. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't... The whole idea of... Blanche putting her uncle with Dorothy and and then them wanting to get back at Blanche and having this whole romance. I mean, it just seemed so not like what Dorothy would do. I I it didn't bother me. I actually I kind of liked it. It I, I it's really funny because basically Dorothy falls in love while hashing a revenge scheme against one of her best friends. Like, it's kind of so perfect for Dorothy, like, because Dorothy, I mean, I think what's fun is that we've seen Dorothy kind of pull this prank stuff before, um, you know, when um, her best friend, uh, mm-hmm. like, Trudy yeah. uh, is in town and, um, you know, she pretends well, to sleep with accent, husband. But she's from Brooklyn. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, it is kind of sweet that this, like, unexpected thing comes out of it. I do think that they... They they definitely, I feel like, were putting it on for a really long time to the point where, like, the women were sitting up at night being like, where are we going to live? And Sophia wasn't sure what was going to happen to her. And I'm like, all right, you guys probably should have told them by now yeah. that you were just messing around. I actually, I feel like in real life, as soon as you go, like, 
as soon as you have the moment where the the per, you know Leslie Uncle Lucas is like, "Will you marry me?" and she says yes, and Blanche is like, "Oh no, no, no!" You'd be like, "Ha We were just joking." But then, like, they just left, and they left the women at home to sit and think about their fate and where they were going to live. And yeah, it's a lot. It's a it lot. was why why did why were the women all of a sudden like all of a sudden Rose was like, oh, I'm going to have to move out. And like, why did the women think that they couldn't continue to live with Blanche? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it did feel, I mean, I know why they did that so that everything could feel ganged up on Blanche and Blanche could have a meltdown over everything that's happening so unexpectedly and Mm -hmm. going wrong, not according to plan. Uh, but I do think, I mean, I don't know how much time passed between when they hatched the plan and when they got engaged for real, for real. Three days. Was it three days? Mm-hmm. So three days is not that much time. I mean, I don't respond to emails for at least a week. So, like, it's not that much time. Three right, days. but at the same time, they're not getting any younger. That's evil. Yeah. You just went in feel evil like, place that I usually go to. Remember when Dorothy brought home um, Weekend at Bernie's? from the Beatle mania and she got all swept mm-hmm, up in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel but like that was Dorothy, a dream episode. No, Wait, no, that no, was wasn't. The, that was Sonny Bono. Yeah, that was you're right. Episode. That was Sonny. Bono. I feel like Dorothy can get swept up in things. Um, you I know, mean, God remember, bless her. I'm about it. Mr. Gordon came. <laughs> well, that wasn't being swept up. That was yeah. a lifelong yeah, that's crush true. that she had. I just feel like, I do think that this is something, it is plausible for them to get engaged and to fall in love. I get that. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. But we the, should tell everybody that as you're speaking, you are dramatically waving at a gorgeous iridescent fan. <laughs> it, we have to turn off most of the fans. And so I need to somehow give myself some Is that some bamboo? Air. It's gorgeous. It does, it does, it does work. It yeah. does work. I feel very it's good. Lovely. And it's also a statement like. I'm perfect. You are reclined, lying back. Like you just need two shirtless men and loincloths just shading you with a large. I'm fern. sure there'll be a photo shoot someday with yes. Sadie in this exact I position doing this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, when Blanche tries to talk Dorothy into going out with Uncle Lucas, first of all, I love that Dorothy comes out wearing her big bird bathrobe. Yes. Um, and Dorothy and, and Blanche goes, oh my God, is that Dorothy or Miss Lana Turner emerging for her, from her morning toilet? <laughs> Toilettes. <laughs> oh, Blanche. Oh, she's so extra. And Dorothy, even though she's never met Uncle Lucas, definitely does not want to go out with him because she assumes he's just like a Southern hick who wipes his jug on his sleeve before he passes it. Mm. I mean, that is not far off from what we've seen with a lot of Blanche's relatives and situations. I mean, her big daddy was classy, sure, but he was also kind of trash. <laughs> How dare you speak so ill of the dead? Let's be real, people. He was trash. Um, who do you think made the reservation at Dawn's Cracked Crab? Oh, I think that was that was definitely Blanche, because Blanche is one of those women that she looks amazing, she wants amazing men, but she will go down to really bad standards just for the sake of getting the D. You know what? I... I like to think that Blanche... So Dawn's Cracked Crab 
Um, has been the restaurant in basically the entire series of the Golden Girls. Yeah, well, but the I last don't know few that seasons. that's so. I think there was um, that wasn't the name of the place that Sophia worked at, where she was a pirate. But no, um, but that was the place that Sal worked at um, when uh, Sal. I don't know if Dorothy was on the date then, but Blanche took the cute guy, the cute caterer. What's his name? Well, Jake. That was Jake's restaurant. Was it Jake's restaurant? Yeah, and that's yeah. actually what it reminded me of. So I wonder if I don't know. What, is Jake's restaurant Don's Cracked Crab? Was Blanche hoping to go there with Uncle Lucas and see Jake and make him jealous the way she did that, when she took out Swin that one time? That would be such an epic full circle moment for Blanche to then also finally, finally marry Jake. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? I would love to see that. And Blanche in season seven looks much younger than when she dated Jake in season whatever. So like, she looks good. She could get Jake now. She looks better than Jake now. If, oh my God, can you imagine if we were watching this episode and we just saw Jake walk by in the background of that episode, then we would know for sure that that's what Blanche's plan was. I But she got sidetracked by a one night stand. Die. And that's her problem with Jake too. She got yeah. sidetracked by by thinking that she needed more when she didn't. Yep. She just needed that weird nose tattoo man. Yeah. Didn't like that, but that's fine. Um, it gave him charm. I do love, uh, at the beginning of this scene, a lot of the humor relies on uh, the moments where no one is speaking, where mm-hmm. Lucas and Dorothy mm-hmm. are just kind of sitting there. Um, they, I mean, it's They're just, awkward. They don't like each other. They're so awkward. Well, they, they feel like they have nothing in common. Like, have you ever been on a date or anything where you just do, you just have nothing to talk about? Mm-hmm. It's every day with Michael. <gasps> yeah. How dare you? Every day. No, it's not. Every day. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's most days. I remember one time... <laughs> You're so, he's the best. You he's better sitting, be nice to him. He's sitting right over there making Sadie a dress. And uh, yeah, I'm talking shit on him. Oh, well. He's the best. Yes, he is. I remember one time being at a pool hall with like my roommates when I lived in Brooklyn and the super cute guy came over and started like asked me if I wanted to play pool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like, so what do you do? And I was like, I'm a writer. What do you do? And he was like, math. And then we just didn't talk for the entire game. Yeah. (laughs) Elliot has a thing. I mean, I I can't, I honestly, isn't it weird after like getting with someone, you kind of forget some of your really bad dates because in perspective, you're like, well, it all worked out for me. Yeah. Um, But there, Elliot told me a story once about how when he's on a date with a truly bad, like, vapid person, he's gotten to the point now where he will just be like, so do you want to ask about me? And Amazing. I love the audacity of that, because I don't think I would ever do that. Yeah. Um, but I love that Good he does him. that. Yeah, I love that he does that. Oh, that's so funny. Isn't it? That's so great. I love but that. But yeah, so Dorothy and, and Lucas were not having it. They were just kind of bored with each other. But you could also tell, too, that there was something there where they were comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, once they both realize um, that, you know, Blanche talked up the other one to them and they realized that Blanche Brooklyn had kind of set this whole... Yeah, once they realized that Blanche had tried to set them up and that he didn't actually want to go out with her. She didn't actually go out with him. That's when they finally relaxed. Um, I would love for somebody out there, especially for you, um, like Golden Girls artists, I'm going to call you guys out right now, to Mike Dennison or Kevin Klein. No one's drawn us. Have you noticed Greg that? Or Greg K. Robertson. If any of you guys are listening, the crab 
bib with the googly eyes. Like, oh, I yeah. want to see a T-shirt that has actual googly eyes on it that is the crab bib. Because I feel like that would be such a deep meta Golden Girls also, cut. I would also love us mortalized in some way. Because people do like Golden Girls fan art, which is great. And I love that and I support that. But I see all these other podcasts where people are like animating the host. And we, I mean, we have an amazing animation of us as our logo, of course. Um, but I think other people should draw us. You want to be drawn? I want to be drawn. Like one like of your French, French girls. girls. <laughs> you're literally, you're going to be lying it's completely. It's been a busy day. I know, but you are. Don't fall asleep day. on me, I'm guys. Not, I will certainly not fall asleep. Michael can attest. I can be so energetic on my back. He is almost completely <laughs> reclined on the couch right now. I'm With so worried he's going to fall asleep. I will not fall asleep, although you did bring wine. I did. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, there... Uh, I'm going through these moments. Um, well, uh, so then he, the, when they bring the crabs, or what, was it crabs? Yes. Or lobster? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, they bring out crabs. It's, they, it's wh- a crab shack. I it's mean, but I'm place. sure they sell lobster. Yeah, sure. Um, but when they bring the crabs, they dump them on the table, and then Dorothy's like, oh, look, this scrunched little Scrunched up little frown. This little scrunched up frown, it looks like ma. It smashes is great. it. Sorry if that was the loud. The timing of that, of Dorothy hitting the thing. It was perfect. It was perfect. And so the perfect. crowd went wild. They did go wild. So the next morning, <laughs> Dorothy is um, like over the moon, mm-hmm. um, uh, like recapping her date. And she's like, oh, you know, well, even if I never talk to him again, we'll always have Dawn's Crab House. And Sophia goes, Ingrid Bergman had Paris. My pussycat has crabs. <laughs> the fact that they were able to, to, to it, it like worked out so perfectly. I feel like they wanted to make a My Pussy Has Crabs joke on the Golden Girls forever. Yeah. And this was the, the finale. This was the time to do it. Let's get a pussy joke in there. It was so great. It was I like great it. on two levels because of that. I always want a pussy joke. So then Lucas comes by with flowers and Blanche thinks that they are for her, um, but they're not. They're for Dorothy. And this is sort of, um, oh, we didn't even mention. I mean, you guys know what happens, but um, once uh, once Dorothy and um, Lucas realize that Blanche has played them, they say that they want to freak Blanche out by pretending that they're going to get married. Yeah, that's the plan is that, and Dorothy's all about it. Yeah. Um, I... It feels like a weird, I don't know. It just, it feels very forced to me, but whatever. We established that. Uh, like I said, I, to me, it feels very much in character with Dorothy because we know she loves to pull pranks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sound off on the face page. If you agree with one of us. Yes. Yeah. Let us know. Um, so then Lucas goes to Dorothy and, and he's like, uh, you know, I haven't felt this way. Da, 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 da. Will ya? Will ya? Will ya? And Rose is like, I think he's going to ask her out again. And then the crowd laughs and Dorothy looks back at Rose and shoots her a look. And this has happened a few times on the show where you can tell Dorothy, where B. Arthur as an actor really, really, like really soaks up those Mm -hmm. moments where. It goes back to her Broadway days where you could tell that 
her because she's such an expressive person that sometimes her expressions get her the laugh. It isn't so much what she says, mm-hmm. it's how she reacts. Right. And and she like she looks back it. at Lucas and he's like what and then she looks back at yeah. Rose and she gets another laugh and it's she just so, really draws I mean, it out. Me, it's such a per- it's my favorite moment of the episode. Like we were talking about Leslie Nielsen earlier, to me the the perfection of B Arthur is her ability to understand her body and her face in a way that I don't think a lot of actors do. Because I don't think, I mean, very rarely can an actor do that, get a laugh line out of a weird expression. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she does it. She does it. On it's a show, so on from an audience, I mean, what's so funny is she's getting this laugh line. Like, we take for, I think, uh, let's not take for credit, take... For granted? Take for granted that here we are, we're watching this. Most shows don't have live studio audiences now. It's all filmed, whatever. So, like... That moment that you see Dorothy do this double take look and get laughs doesn't happen on television anymore. Well, Be- some shows do still have live studio audiences, yes, of course. like Big Bang yes. Theory. But a lot it, of the multi It's very still. rare, and I don't think Big Bang or anything allowed the actors to play in the way that Golden Girls did, and had the brilliance of someone like B. Arthur playing mm. in that way and getting a laugh line like that because yeah. the audience didn't see her face. They're far away. They they're are. Hundreds they usually, of feet away. They, but they usually, have screens. They have of screens. Course. They have monitors. But like, yeah. they're far away, mm-hmm. and she's getting a massive laugh yeah. line out of this. That's yeah. huge. It's, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Um, so then, uh, so then he says. So then Lucas asks Dory to marry him, and she says yes. And Blanche's face, Blanche, the wide eyes, just shaking her head like mm-hmm. no, no, no. It's like someone saying that she's not a slut. Yeah. Literally. I am too a slut. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, so that's the act break. But then that's sort of the moment where I feel like they could be like, okay, joke's over. Just kidding. Yeah. Maybe give it another few minutes. Um, but then when we come back, Blanche is still flummoxed and she goes, I don't know what to say. And then Dorothy goes, whatever you decide, why don't you start with Aunt Dorothy? <laughs> So good. It's so weird that Dorothy could be Blanche's aunt. And then, like, it's so funny because, like, while like Blanche is like unraveling, Dorothy and Lucas are giving each other like Eskimo kisses, and she's like, "And now the ears," and they're like rubbing. Eskimo ears. kisses are kind of gross because noses are oily. Are they? Of course. Oh, like the skin, like the your. Pores I don't want to rub my nose against your oily nose. I don't care how much I love you. Yeah, I mean, is that? It's gross. Okay. Blot it before you give me that Eskimo kiss. That's fine. Just walk around with Biore strips. I do have some in my bag. Um, and I did think it was strange that Dorothy basically like, like reclines on the couch mm-hmm. and is making out with Lucas right in front of her mom. I love it. I was like, oh. Also, I love how the two of them decided, because I mean, at this point, they're just doing this to get even. So she is committing. Like Dorothy's comfort level. Oh, yeah. Is like now she's making out with a man to get back at Rose or Blanche. Yeah. Like that, that takes commitment. I don't think I could do that. Well, I mean, depends on. Actually, how, I do think I could. Depends on how much you want to get a rise out of your friend, you know? Um, I was actually surprised that, like, for a long time, like, for the good majority of the scene, it was Blanche was the one who was freaking out and Sophie was just sitting there. And I was like, it mm-hmm. seems a little weird that Sophie is not like jumping up. Yeah. Um, but then finally, Blanche is like, you know, don't. Sophia, don't you have any blah, blah, blah? Like, aren't you pissed that he didn't ask for your permission first or whatever? And Sophia gets up and she sits down next to him and she's like, I have two questions for you. Do you have any money? 
And he says, quite a bit. And she goes, is your mother still alive? And he goes, no. And then she puts her head on his shoulder and she goes, she is now. <laughs> Sophia, Sophia just wants to be comfortable. Which, I mean, I'm all about it. Um, so then that night, Blanche and uh, Rose and Sophia are sitting around talking about Dorothy getting married because again she still hasn't told them that they're joking yeah and Blanche it's so funny because Blanche says she's like that should be me closing out my last years at Hollingsworth Manor and it's almost like I know she's not saying that should be me marrying my uncle but like she doesn't say anything otherwise so I was like I guess I wouldn't be surprised if Blanche maybe thought she was going to marry her uncle and continue to live out her years at Hollingsworth Manor yeah um yeah, I don't know. I just that made me laugh. I mean, it is kind of. I mean, like, how would she even get that? Her uncle clearly is around the same age as her. Like, you know, that's never going to happen for her. Yeah, I wonder if she thought <laughs> that maybe he would die and then she would get it. But now, if he dies, Dorothy gets it. Um. Oh, hi, Fraser. He just <laughs> he came and gave you put some his love. face against my ear. Are you giving me Eskimo ear kisses? Now, that's see, Kit's, Kitty's Eskimo hi. kisses are different from human Eskimo kisses. He's like. I can't lean back on the couch all the way because he's yeah. literally right behind my neck. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're a sweet boy. Um, so uh, there's a great um, part where... So then Rose tells the St. Olaf story. Um, she's basically sad because she's like, Every, you're all going to be a Hollingsworth and I won't because Dorothy yeah. will be one and then Sophia, you'll be a Hollingsworth in law. And then she tells a story about Mr. Snuffles, a pig that's not Henrietta. Um <laughs> But as she starts telling the story, uh, Sophia has a great line where she's like, um, Blanche, would you mind? You're closer to the knife drawer. <laughs> I love. I always love the reactions to when Rose starts telling a story. Yeah. Um, you remember when we wanted to catalog every Rose story and then we were like, no. Oh, yeah. We were going to like make a book, like a picture book. Yeah, we can't do that. Someone could still do that. Yeah. Just, you know, email us. Yeah. We'll help. Um... <laughs> And then Blanche, and again, this is so crazy that these women are like stressed out having these conversations. Like Dorothy just, sh they just should have come clean. But I mean, Blanche tells. Huge life conversations. I know. Like she tells her, she's, Blanche is basically like, well, Ro, well, uh, Sophia, they're probably not going to want you there either. And Sophia's like, well, there's a fly in the Metamucil. <laughs> Helps you poop. Um yeah, like they're talking about life changing huge things, huge, huge decisions. Yeah, um, and it's affecting everybody. And I don't think Dorothy. I mean, they they they're clearly careless to Rose, really to Rose and Sophia. Well, I feel like they couldn't. They knew they couldn't tell Rose about the plan because she blabs. Although I feel like she could have told Sophia. Um, but then, so Lucas and Dorothy, after they break this news, they go off and like hang out for a few hours and let the women. What do you think sort of, they did? Oh, I think he said that they went to like some sort of hardware store thing and it was very boring. Um, and he's like, well, we'll tell them that we, oh God, he says the most not romantic thing on the planet. He's like, uh, we could tell them that we went up to lover's lane and that and we necked. necked. I was like, oh, you're such an I've old man. I've never necked in my life. Necked. 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 Necks, necks are like noses, too. Um, but then it's really cute because Dorothy's like, well, if we did, my lipstick would be smudged. And Fraser just put his butthole on my phone. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, we should smudge your makeup. And then they kiss. And then they go inside. 
Um, and then he's uh, like basically talking to Dorothy about Hollingsworth Manor. And he's like, you're right. We should take the columns down and it should be red bricked Cape Cod, which I don't Cape Cod houses aren't red bricked, but that's fine. Lucas, you're just thinking on your toes off the top of your head. Um, and they don't know. Yeah, sure. Um and then uh, there's a great line where, so in Blanche is standing there like wide eyed and Lucas is like, oh, Blanche, I didn't see you there. And she's like, oh, that's because you've been too busy Yankee doodling. <laughs> and then Sophia comes Sophia in. Sophia comes in in a, a, a I mean, oh. watching it, I didn't, re- I didn't realize it until watching it just now, but it's kind of borderline cultural appropriation. Yeah. It's very Aunt Jemima. Yeah. That. She's talking about a, a, a messin or what? She's yeah, saying, like, well, if it ain't the kinfolk. And she's yeah. talking about making succotash and collard greens and stuff. And I'm just like, oh. It's very no, much no, the, no, um, no. I mean, I think what conservatives in this country would call, oh, like the maid in Gone with the Wind. But let's be real, guys. She was a slave. Yeah. Um. Uh. In, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Um, and then, but now everybody's spiraling again, because when you make these, you know, giant announcements, like things that you literally have to, you know, talk about when you do your taxes, because ta- TurboTax always asks you if you had any major life events that happened that year. It's always depressing, though, when they ask that and you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. Um, and Rose is like, so I'm moving in with my daughter, Kirsten. And I'm like, you guys are ruining now, these women's lives. Now Rose, ha- now Kirsten is making arrangement on her end making arrangements on her end and now Rose is gonna have to be like oh JK lol Dorothy was just messing around and then after all of this is settled Blanche goes and fucks their lives over by buying a hotel sorry (laughs) I mean get it out that's how you feel (laughs) it's wrong Um, it was a bad decision guys so so now Rose is moving in with Kirsten and Blanche is like I'm gonna be all alone and she's all sad but also don't they all own the house like yeah that's that's an awkward situation to put Blanche in exactly so now Blanche has to buy out the Blanche has to buy them out after she like did something that made her feel uncomfortable but then like they're like, okay, well, we should tell her. But then Lucas makes a really good point, which he's like, this kind of went on for too long. And now if we just tell her it was all made up, she's gonna get really mad. Yeah. So he's like, let's break up over dinner. And they're gonna have a fight and break up over dinner. And Dorothy's like, okay. Um, but then he's like, Oh, but Dorothy, in all seriousness. And he gets like really, you know, like he gets real sweet and he tells her that the past few days have been the lightest and brightest since Edna passed. That's sweet. His wife. Um, and Blanche is eavesdropping um, and wearing jeans. And Blanche... She looks good. Yeah, she does look good. Um, Blanche sees the two of them kiss, and she kind of comes out, and she's like, has this like whole speech where she's like, I see a miracle from the bottom of my heart. Congratulations. Well, I no, love you both. <laughs> it's really sweet. Cause it fine, is sweet. It's like Blanche is realizing that she's being selfish and that she needs to allow love to grow mm-hmm. with these two people. And in some way, maybe everyone saw the love that was there and they didn't even see it. Well, yes. Also, there's a tiny, teeny, tiny part of me that like because now that Blanche has gone through this emotional roller coaster of like all the stages of grief, where now it's acceptance, and and now they were like they were gonna break up, but now Blanche is like, 
I, you know, I, I, I approve of this union. Yeah. It's like, well, I kind of have to get married. You know what I mean? Because now if you tell Blanche, it's going to be even worse. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they were kind of like, fuck it. We're old. Let's, I love you. I love you. Um, I mean, I know that's not what it was. I think that they truly did fall in love over three days. <laughs> um, but then, uh, so then, uh, Lucas stands up and he's like, you know, Dorothy, will you marry me for real? And the audience goes, <gasps> and then Dorothy says, yes. And you they know, kiss. Dorothy, will you marry me for real, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> and then Sophia's like, is it my stroke or did they do this already? <laughs> I want to start saying that, but I've never had a stroke. Right. So, so that might be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, and then that's the end of the uh, first part of the two parts. It was a good episode. Yeah. I love that last episode, but we have an exciting thing to look forward to on the next and last episode of... I don't want to think about it. Well, the last episode of recapping the Golden Girls. Right. Um, Wait, we got to do a golden takeaway first. I know, but I really wanted to get excited about the paper, uh, the toilet paper dress. The toilet paper dress? Because I actually like it. I, but I like I like trashy things. Mm. I would wear it. Yeah, I think the cheese stands alone on this one. Well, okay. My golden takeaway from this is wear tight jeans. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you got it, flaunt it, baby. That's okay. That was fast. Um, <laughs> my golden takeaway is you know. If you want to get revenge on your friends. Maybe just subscribe them to a magazine and don't tell them. Yeah. Do what you used to do to people. Like, what I used to do? You mean oh, what so I still sorry, do? Oh, I'm so sorry. What you do. Yeah. Subscribe them to a lot of things so they get a bunch of annoying emails and embarrassing things in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. I hope my father's still getting Republican Party emails. There you go. Yeah. Michelle Bachman doesn't email as much anymore, but <laughs> I got to find a new one. Uh, it's a good plan for revenge. Yeah. It's a good and guys, plan for revenge. That has been out on the lanai. As you know, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all the things. Because if you're listening, you love us and you know it. And we love you and blah, blah, blah. Um, and we will be back yeah. for part two of One Flew Out of the Cuckoo's Nest, which I'm very excited to cover. And make sure you stay tuned for the very end of that episode. Because I know a lot of times when we get to the golden takeaway, I've heard it from you guys. Don't worry. I don't shade you. I do it too sometimes. You stop listening because you know it's over. Don't stop listening for that episode because it's a very important. And well, if you stop listening in this episode at this point, you won't know that. So maybe right. I'll say it at the beginning of the next episode. Yeah. But whatever. I'm just telling you now, don't stop listening because we have a spot. Well, we have a moment at the end. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Should we eat our Chipotle now and then do record the second episode? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Guys, I'm and let's keep Scott. drinking. And I'm Carrie Doherty. You can I'm, follow on everything. You, can, you guys know where we are. Jews. Latter-day okay. Jews. Sadie. Yay. Okay. Bye, guys. And remember, as always, stay golden! Hi. 
Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Nicole. And we're the hosts of the comedy podcast, Dude, That's Fucked Up. Join us every Wednesday for an irreverent discussion on topics such as light cannibalism, all of the Donner Party, JFK's meth dependency, cryptid fanfic, and even pubes. It's available now on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Go to dtfupodcast.com for more information. You know what's not fucked up? This podcast, you butthole. Eee. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast.